What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the once-a-week behemoth that is wow. That's Not Metal. Yeah, I'm going in. The once-a-week behemoth. Yeah. Would you, how would you describe us? Well, I'd probably put the, the weekly... Yeah, well, not once. A, I just felt quite. Well, we're not once a week because the special went out the other day. So instantly, I'm lying. Yeah, it just felt quite convoluted. <laughs> this is Benji from Skin Dread. Big up Elan B's podcast. Here it is. You know what? One thing I know. I choose one that's doing it now. Still I'm bees, am I running it now? So put your arms in the air, let them know that you're up. And we bring the metal news, and you know we don't stop. Tell them that's not metal, that's not metal, that's not metal. You're the podcast. That's not metal, that's not metal, that's not metal. You're the podcast. Now step up, Biza, and let the people them know what's going on in the heavy metal world right now. Go on, and make tell them, tell them. Go on, go on, son. We'll have it your way. I'll do it the way I usually do. Hello, everybody. Oh, Welcome to that. Why not metal. fuck with the perfect formula? Are you, are you happy with that now? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. That's Steve. That's the voice of Stephen Hill. Hi, I am Bees, uh, and today's show is mental. It's so jam packed. Over the course of the next hour or so, we are going to be reviewing. <gasps> The new Against Me, King 810, Young Guns, Knocked Loose, Touche Amore, and the EP from Ghost. Yeah. Which I'd totally forgotten about. Mm. But yeah. It came yeah, out of nowhere, didn't it? It came out of nowhere. Scared me like a fill in your own punchline, people. Spectre. Phil Spectre. Phil Spectre, with obviously. A gun, mad fuck with a gun. I know it. Like, if I was going to be shot by someone, I'd want it to be someone with a better hairdo than that. It'd be like being shot by Colin from 100 Reasons or Leo <laughs> yeah. Sayer or something. Do you shit. know, speaking of Phil Spector, and I think we probably will speak about the Beatles in a little bit, but um, do you know Mark Chapman, the guy who shot John Lennon, was up for Bell this year? Oh, was and he? And they said, no, no, you can't. You shot one man, well, one overrated, wife-beating man. <laughs> so you can't come out. Uh, yeah. So if you're joining us for the first time, <laughs> this is the sort of stuff that you can expect. There's also a roundup of this week's World Cup of Rock Ties that have been going off every single day on the Facebook page, on the That's Not Metal podcast Facebook page. But we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> first up, That's Not Metal.net is your place for premium specials. And this week we recorded 10 Things We Hate About... About our favourite bands. It wasn't so much like well, actually, when it comes to Gene Simmons, it was actual hate. But a lot of it wasn't really hate. <laughs> yeah, that was, was it? real hate. That was genuine hate. Yeah. It was. It was just mild frustration in the end. Uh, I don't know, man. Like some of those things are things that really get my goat. I've, yeah. So uh, one of the things. So basically, we picked five bands each, and like all of our like five of our favourite bands each, and things that annoy us about them. Uh, mine was. Gene Simmons, just in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's enough, isn't it? Exactly. Green Day and the uh, the endless amounts of I say hey, oh, 
live that means that you basically get half a live show and uh, all manner of other things. Steve, what did you pick? Give us two of your five examples. I picked Corn um, and New Metal being so willing to go, oh, by the way, you should buy a new album because I got bummed and I've, yeah. got to tell you every, I've got to tell you every little minute detail about my life, even yep. though it's not relevant. Uh-huh. Um, boo-hoo. And, yeah, turning everything into, like, the fucking X Factor sad story. Yes. Um, and I picked... What was another one that I picked? Oh, uh... Tall. Yeah, Tall. Obviously Tall. Just taking so fucking long to bring an album out. Did it's you, obvious. Did you watch the video interview with Justin Chancellor this week? No, I did see that there was that, but yeah, I haven't actually watched he, it yet. Well, it was basically him talking about his gear and bass guitaring and that. And uh, the bloke just goes, so... You're probably sick of being asked. New tall record, and he just goes, "Don't ask me that. Don't ask me that." He was like, "It's in the oven cooking," is the way that he described it. Right. So I don't even know what that means. Well, it's the whole thing's meaningless now. Just there's no point asking. There's no point thinking about it. No, it's stupid. Let's I spent just... 15 minutes yesterday just wrestling with myself, going, <laughs> "Stop thinking about it." I'm not gonna. Do you know what? When we do the 2017 preview and the albums that we're looking forward to that are coming out this year and all the rest of it, because fuck all's going on over Christmas, mm. I don't think I'm going to put Soul in it this year. No, fine. Let's let's just not, fucking just assume that it's, when it's it turns never going to come out. Well, he, like he was very adamant that there's one coming, right. so we are going to get a record at some point. But fucking hell, I fucking heard it before, mate. Yeah, we've all been here before, haven't we? I tell you what, we're selling on that sort of metal.net now. Mm. Badges. We've started selling badges. Seen this. You know, the the cassette tape, the design that everyone always goes, you should make shirts and other stuff of that. Well, we've done that. We've made badges. You can get them now at that'snotmetal.net. Enamel badges get on the case with that. And it's been World Cup of Rock time all this week. It's been going swimmingly, hasn't it? It's been sensational. I'm having a blast doing it. So there are... 16 ties to come. You can go and check out the whole first round draw. We did speak about it last week on the show. But this week, the ties have been going darn. That's what they've been doing. Yeah. Machine Head versus the Ramones on day one. You got that wrong, didn't you, you idiots? An absolute upset out of nowhere. Yeah, the Ramones dumped out like like when Argentina lost to the Cameroon. Yeah, but they still got to the final. Yeah, but they still got to the final. So you've really fucked yeah, up. Yeah, so you, the right? Ramones are gone. There'll yeah. be no final for them. Nope. Uh, who else has been this Slipknot week? knocked out Mastodon. That was a close one, that. It's quite so close. In terms of, like, where my vote went. Mm. Like, I, I think that, you know, I, Mastodon yeah, have... I still don't more. quite know who I would... I was kind of edging towards wanting Mastodon to go through, but I never really thought they would, you're, so... You're sitting on a fence a lot, Steve. No, I'm not. I'm uh, saying I wasn't sure. <laughs> Alice in Shades and Converge, have you picked one yet? No, no. don't need to. Right, not going to. Not interested. There you go, see? Pointless. Can't do it, can you? No. And the other one that happened today... So that today... was sitting on fence then, will it? Nah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, nah, just not. Just splinters, not. Well. Splinters in a bum. Yeah. Well, I've Nirvana knocked out events. Nirvana knocked out events. Stenfold. Absolutely. Trouncem as well. They should. I was mugging off events. Stenfold on Twitter. I was lying oh, about no. it just to annoy people. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> what a bumming dick. them in a couple of weeks when the album comes out. <laughs> and uh, and I think Slayer and and Mike Hem are, t- are close. Aren't they tight? What? It's tight between as we speak. It is unbelievably close mm. between. And that is a real hard one. Um, I think, my, like, because because of how where I feel now about Slayer, if I just cut that out entirely, it's not hard at all. Yeah. Like, if I go both of these bands at their very best in terms of output, 
live show the lot, who would you pick? I'd pick Slayer every day of the week. Um, But, you know, Mike M only went guff for about a year. Mm, Fair. Slayer have been guff. And there's a few more coming up. I just want to point out, you've been voting on it, I've noticed. Um, No, I haven't been retweeting. I've been on my Facebook saying who I would like to see go through. I I haven't actually officially voted. Yeah, because I've sort of tried to keep it as... I've only really gone, by the way, do, do, do vote for Nirvana. Yeah. That's the only one I sort of said. Um, but I will be voting. That's next week. Hold on. Let me get, just get through this first. <laughs> so today is the day. If you go to the That's Not Metal Facebook page today, it is the new metal derby. It is corn. The day that this comes out, if you're listening to this, the day we release, Friday, it is corn versus Limp Biscuit. Go over and make your vote. Are you going to pick one there? Well, and them two, I'd go for corn. I would go for corn yeah. also. Um, they're touring as well together, aren't they? they? Are. In the UK. So. Look at that. And the tour dates go on sale the day, I swear to you. Yeah. I swear on my grandfather's grave. Nothing was predetermined. No. It just so happened the dates came out on that day. Synergy. It is madness, that. Absolute yeah. madness. It's like the universe blowing Why would you have corn over Limp Biscuit? I think uh, they're still releasing good albums. Well, they're still releasing albums. <laughs> um, and uh, they're a, a far better life. Band in two, if I was looking at it in 2016, that would certainly they be... are going to get slapped all over the United Kingdom, Limp Biscuit. I think yeah. if they don't, if they turn up doing what they've done the last couple of times when yeah. they've come here, pratting about yeah. with fucking they covers and not down. playing enough songs, like a fully functioning mid touring cycle, Slipknot couldn't live with this corn, <laughs> like how corn have been for the better part of the last two years. Yeah. So a pratting around Limp Biscuit. I mean, if they turn up. If they turn up, then it's just a brilliant night for everyone involved. But mm. I get the feeling that it will be a bit of a um, bit of a bumming. Yeah. Right. So next week's fixtures. Here we go. Yeah. Monday, Iron Maiden versus Fugazi. So I'm deadly serious about this. It, if I, whoever I see voting for Iron Maiden over Fugazi, I am blocking you on Twitter. You, you aren't allowed, to, you won't be allowed to talk to me. I'm voting for Fugazi. I'm leaving this podcast. I'm doing, He's I'm quitting. I'm going to go and live in the woods and I will never speak to any of you ever again. I pro, if you what dare woods? let me down. What woods? Have you got a plot? Have you got a plot picked out? Nah, just some woods. Because I'd do it now. now Iron Maiden are not going to be beaten Debden, by Fugazi. Debden Woods, the woods in, uh, yeah, Epping Forest. I'm going to go and live in Epping Forest. <laughs> yeah, you can, you're going to live with the Wombles in Wimbledon Common. Mate, that's t- too many people around. <laughs> Epping Forest, mate. I'm going right. to live in Epping it's, Forest. It's Womble free. I'm going to literally, I'm going to go there just wearing a loincloth and I'm going to take an air rifle and a rabid dog and I'm going to see out the end of my days miserable like fucking round moat. Because Fugazi aren't as popular as Iron Maiden, you're batshit. Don't you fucking let me down. I promise that I'll get really shitty about this. Vote. You lot, don't you fucking dare vote for Iron Maiden. Vote the way that if you... If I see any of you lot, I swear down. You swear down, fam. <laughs> yeah. Swear down, You are fam. in serious shit with me if right. you fucking vote for Iron Maiden. And well, that's going on me. on Monday, all right? Iron Maiden versus Fugazi, you do all your crying on Tuesday. <laughs> Metallica versus Clutch is what's going down on Tuesday. Wednesday, the aforementioned Alice in Chains versus Converge. And Thursday, it's ACDC versus Let Live. That's an interesting one. So there you go. That's what's coming up next week. Make sure you're on the Facebook page. We are having a blast. Every single day, there is a... About five to seven minute in uh debate between each bands. It's well worth your time. Go and check it out. That's what you should do. Yeah. Right, the news. 
Um, I think... Right, I'm just going to say that Bolt Throw have split up. I think we should wait a couple of weeks and do this when Tom Dare comes in, and I yes. let you both talk about Bolt yeah, Throw. Okay, cause I've cool. seen him; he's very, he's very upset. I know. He's posted three things on yeah. Facebook in the last twelve hours saying yeah. how upset he is about Bolt Throw. So a... I would feel bad if we took that away from him. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> um, can I just say, as a sort of a, a preamble to that, yeah. it is sad because they are uh, uh, a really like important and influential band from a really great time in British heavy music that don't get talked about as much as bands like Carcass and Napalm Death. Well, we will give them the the treatment that they deserve in yeah. a couple of weeks' time. You have my promise. Right, as we mentioned a bit earlier on, Corn and Limp Biscuit are going on tour together. Um, now, here's my here's my thinking. Right, I've seen the smaller shows work. You know when they've done Drowning Pool and Alien Ant Farm and those POD packages? You want Family Values 2016. And all that sort of thing. Well, that's kind of what I feel like they've done. Yeah. I, 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 what I would do, oh yeah, I was saying this on Twitter the other day, wasn't I? I was saying that I want it to go full nostalgia. Let's not, let's not get Cane Hill or something really fucking obvious like that. Let's go full nostalgia. Let's get POD. Do you know what I want? Can we have POD? Nah. No, um, bollocks. POD are playing. Who else is playing with them? I want exactly the same bill that I saw in 1997. Pit Shifter on first, then Limp Biscuit, then Corn. That's what I want. Pit Shifter. Yeah, I'd take Pit Shifter. I'd take Pit Shifter. I'd, I, I... Exact, that would be literally exactly the same bill as they that played when I saw them in Brixton Academy. Imagine that. I'm saying I want Fucking POD. Night. I saw POD open for them at Wembley as yeah, well. but not yeah. with Limp Biscuit. No, that's what I'm saying. So you want to get rid together. of Limp Biscuit? No, I want POD. You want to get... No, I want both of it. Want I it. want it all. I want it. I want it. No. I'd take a reformed Mudvayne as well. Oh, you know my feelings on yeah. Mudvayne. You know my feelings on Mudvayne. Highly, highly underrated. When we mm. did the new, the new Metal special in Metal Hammer a couple of years ago, and it dawned on me how much of that music has dated Mudvayne. Not so much. Mm. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I was surprised back. when I went back to the Let's do Mudvayne on Album Club in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Right. Uh, well, See, decisions just made. This is it. We, this is your own, you're your own boss, aren't you? Are, we had, yeah, we do what I want, mate. Do what yeah. I want. <laughs> so Don't well, have to go through, you know, some bloke at the top of the tree. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah, just do it like Nike and that. Yeah. While she sleeps... They've hooked up with Pledge Music to put their record out. Mm. Um, You're on it, aren't you? I am. Yeah. I was fucking right as well. That's me from eight years ago, that. Yeah. Fucking time ago saying, yeah. well, she sleeps, they're going to be I'm well gonna be good. going to be a fucking name in this business. And here we are. And they are. And here we are, eight years later, still doing the same old bollocks, both of us. Well, she sleeps, though, are putting out a third record. Mm. It's going to come out early next year, according to the quite brilliant video with a Morgan Freeman voiceover on it. Yeah, that's great, Absolutely outstanding. Um, Do you think this will be a big thing for them? Do you think that... Because I saw people expressing, like, um, either confusion... Uh, about why they're doing it or anger because like how is a band like this without a label and my gut instinct is I know the men uh, the men in While She Sleeps they're all very clever mm. they're all really in tune with their band and they all really care about their audience as I'm sure you've seen every single time I've never seen While She Sleeps phone it in live like no. they care big time and they have put together all of these packages and they are available now I think that that will be a good thing for them I yeah, so do I. I think good. it's really good. Uh, I, th- I think the more bands that do this, like, like sport, like uh, one of the one of the key influences when we set up that's not metal was Ginger Wilder. Mm. So Ginger Wilder just went on his own. 
just went, all right, well, if everyone's telling me that no one cares, but I know an audience does, fuck it, I'll do it myself. And he did. And then off they went. Yep. I think Pledge is a good thing. If, if you're a band that are not on the take, because you have seen bands in the past being like, pay us to be a roadie for a day and shit like that. Like, there's nothing like that over there. No. You can even, if you buy one of the more expensive package, you can even be on the record doing gang vocals. Oh, amazing. It's good, isn't it? And also, a band of a, of a certain level. I mean, it's just at the moment, the... the the way the world is and the way the land lies, um, I don't think there's much currency for a band the size of While She Sleeps being on a major label and having all that that expectation on them because mm. our music just isn't put around in the right places where that you know the days of massive budgets yeah. and huge amounts of money being spent on your album and then you going on to headline Wembley Arena or anything for a band like While She Sleeps, I mean that's just not. A very no. realistic goal, particularly Architects model, as we yeah, said last week. Yeah, it is, and you know, it, it, you know, it, if they did want to push on and be like, oh, you know, we want to be the new Metallica, then yeah, I'm sure they would have to get a Sony or a, you know, a fucking one of those big labels involved. But at the moment, what's the point? It's just Schweppes. I haven't just opened the beer. I agree. Yeah, it's just Schweppes. I agree. Yeah, I agree. There is no point. Yeah, there no is point. no point. So I think it's good. So there is also other news. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Yeah, Steve. You were starting to tell me about this as we started recording, and I went, no, 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 don't do that. Tell me about it on the show. Steve, lest we forget. Lest we, hashtag lest we forget. Mate, this is mental, right? So if you're a long-time listener, you'll know that I have particularly strong feelings to my ex-girlfriend. and Lest we forget. Lest we forget. And uh, she's horrible. And um, <laughs> She's like, she's like grot bags mixed with... Um, the Ice King from Adventure Time, he's mean. Yeah, and the the idea of misery. Yeah, um, she's, she's and, worse than the idea of misery yeah, and, and the execution of it. And the execution of it. And, right, and you'll also know from the sort of back and forth that we have, we, we do have a vague plan of what we're going to do. Yeah. But when it comes to actually talking about the actual things we... Like, A, there's no filter on what no. we say, and B, whatever happens to come out just comes out. We're just chatting here, really. These microphones are just said. picking up, yeah... Uh, thank you. And uh, <laughs> these microphones just picking up the shit like what we normally talk like, yeah. really, aren't yeah. they? Um, so, here we go. Obviously, I have sort of mentioned, like in passing about certain records, I never went, oh, by the way, guys, let's start this thing where I'm really horrible about my ex-girlfriend. I just Whom happened... you've never named on this show. No, no. So um, she could basically be anyone. Could literally be any any human being walking I the street. I choose to believe that she looks like June Sarpong. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, she doesn't look like Jean Sarpong. Um, and so, June. so uh, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the full version of this because oh it's fucking, it it's fucking funny. Okay, cool. So basically, we've got six albums to do. Mate. I know we have. I know. So basically, um, Silent Ben wants to go home. I, sorry, mate. Sorry. <laughs> this is good though. It's worth it. Um, so. She used to run, when I used to stand up, she used to run like a website for me going, what a lovely thing to do. What a lovely thing to do. What a nice, that you can't be a horrible person if you run a website, can you? Obviously not. Um, And I'm not going to go into all the reasons why that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Go www.osamabinladen.org. What a nice man. And, uh, And anyway, right? So... 
I've got a mate who likes to sort of hilariously Google um, me and right. go, ah, look at you doing stand-up and stuff. Right. And he was like, oh, here's your website, which I've not touched or looked at or even thought about for over three years, right? What's and, your website? Uh, it's Summit Steve Hill Comedy. If you just put in yeah. Stephen Hill Comedy, I think right. it'll come up right. Um, and there is like a fucking like a hacker's thing on my website that just said, this website has put to- been put together by Steve's ex-girlfriend, who must be a horrible, terrible person. Hashtag, lest we forget. <laughs> Literally. Um, and then goes on to go, if you want to contact him, find him on Twitter where he's moaning and crying about his ex-girlfriend, which just because some of you lot tweet me and go, ah, oh, yeah, your ex-girlfriend. And I go, it's you lot's fault. And I go, it's yeah, fault. yeah. Or I make a little funny joke about it and you all, and some of you go, I like how very good. Yes. I, that's a callback to this joke. And then she's like, oh, boo fucking who? So, and then as I was leaving today, I was, uh, I got an email going, oh, uh, somebody's basically trying to hack your email account and it was <laughs> her work email so she's trying to hack my email um, and I just thought that was really fucking funny. All this and she really likes so, the Beatles, what a terrible person. So clearly uh, she's listening to this so, Oh really? Well she must be, hashtag lest we forget. Oh look dickhead oh, right? such a fucking <laughs> like, oh, like, look. glad your dad's dead <laughs> Well, oh Ben's God. looking at us like, I looked up like Mrs. Don't you Be- dare cut Mrs. That Beezer out. is in. I'm not going to. <laughs> Mrs. Beezer is in the booth. I have never seen a stunned look like that. She seen me guffing in bed and everything. Mm. Right, question so anyway. time. I think we should move on. Right, Matt <laughs> Heeks says. Um, Oh, I didn't change the question. Oh, have you dear. got them there? I don't know, mate. Let's have a little look, shall we? I didn't, cha- <laughs> I didn't on, change. This is not the time thing. to not be able yes, to move on quickly, go, is it? Um, he, I've it. got Jack Dylan. There you go. Says, which two people from outside of the world, from uh, from the world of rock and metal, would you like to see replace the British Bake Off hosts? Right, Mel and Kim. Right. Okay. Well, and I've Sue. got. To, I've got to stop you there. Right. Mm. Uh, I've never watched the Great British Bake Off. Because if I'm going to be involved with cakes in some fashion, it's going to be me end, stuffing them into my face and not watching them on a television screen. Yeah. So I, I'm totally ignorant to it. Steve, for me <coughs> and other sweaty goths that don't watch things like the Bake Off... Why would you uh, assume that I watch it? Um, because I told you that uh, I had seen it. Well, no, I, I just asked. I didn't, yeah. I didn't assume. Okay, I, I, I just asked. I, I had no idea. Um, it is a man, an old woman and a man... Uh, who's pretty pleased with himself, um, (laughs) judge other people while they make a variety of different sort of uh, bread and cake and pastry-based products in a kind of traditional uh, middle-class English way. And it is really, really middle-class. Right, okay. Um, Yeah. And it's going to Channel 4 now, who so, will ruin it. So bearing that... Oh, so, so it's going to be Davina, McCall and Ryan yeah. then. And there was uh, a controversy where um, Stuart Lee does a brilliant bit about the, uh, a, a, a Muslim lady won it. Yeah. And uh, people moaned because 
they were like, oh, it's just the PC pandering to it. And Stuart Lee went, oh, it's terrible, these Muslims. Um, not, you know, I, I wish they'd, I wish they'd, I wish they'd try and assimilate themselves to our culture. Maybe start, maybe be in a cake baking competition, <laughs> but don't you win. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Which is so, brilliant. So, uh, so we're looking for someone, oh, so we're looking for someone middle class. Someone middle yeah, class. Bruce in the Dickinson, world of rock and metal. Oh, actually, he's more like he's a little Bruce, Lord Fauntroy, isn't he? Bruce Dickinson would be a, he's exactly the sort of person who I can imagine hosting a show like the Great British Bake Off. He's too posh. He's, 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 he's too posh. I think he's more Top Gear. Do you know what I mean? He's proper like calling, fox hunting. Are you calling him like a fascist? No, not a fascist. <laughs> but I'm saying compared to Ian Mackay and Fugazi, he's a fascist he's, sympathizer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, saying. when compared with Fugazi, yeah. then yes, he's an awful, terrible human being. You definitely shouldn't vote for. Right. Okay. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I would actually coming Monday, everybody. Yeah, uh, I would actually quite like to see um, Mike Patton co-host it because he does funny things with food and just bodily functions so what so basically what we want is mike Patton and greg pusciato to poo it out into a bag <laughs> yeah. afterwards and throw it into the camera yeah have that with your fucking hd 3d telly i'd like what's, that what's the next question steve the next question is at connor roberts he says which song has the best best riff outside of rock and metal my sharona yeah that's what you have Hungry like the wolf. That's a good one. Beat it. Well, he's got he's got smooth criminal as well, isn't he? Got smooth criminal. It's a bit more bass in it. I guess the superstition by Stevie Wonder count as well. Everyone likes it. It does. And the Grain Chill theme tune. For going on theme tunes, there's only one shout. It's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. All day long. I've never seen an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Because you're not goth enough. (laughs) Up your goth. Don't judge me. Up your goth. What do you mean? Have you never watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I've seen bits of it because I used to fancy Sarah Michelle Gellar and her a, funny nose. It's a, she has um, got a funny nose, mm. like Avril Lavigne's, like a ski slope. Isn't it? Yeah, it's not as good as Avril. I mean, she's better than Avril Lavigne, I think. Do you? Nose wise. I don't know. She's the Queen of Canada. <laughs> Come on. Um, oh, no, I've never watched it, no. No? No, it's well worth your time. Okay. Right. Better than Say by the Bell? Uh, yes, it's way better than Say by the Bell. No! Silent Bet! Silent nah, Ben. I can't imagine it is. Kelly Kapowski, mate. Big time. Samuel Samuel Screech Powers. Yeah. Right. Do metalheads... I can't even remember who asked this, sorry. Uh, Do metalheads actually care about lyrics? Many of the greatest bands of all time write terrible lyrics. Climb like a monkey. And Mm. no one seems to care. Also, with most heavy bands, you can't even begin to discern what is being said. And I said, did my mum write this? (laughs) And And I don't know that people sit with lyric books while listening to albums anymore. Does it actually matter? Or do metalheads listen to it because it sounds awesome regardless of what is being said, screamed, growled? Um, do you think metalheads care about lyrics? Do you care about lyrics? I do. I mean, we're going to talk about an album in a little bit, and I think the kind mm. of the lyrical context of it is is super important and is is really makes the album what it is. It's young Guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New. New. Uh, but, um, yeah, I yeah. really like, you know... it. I, it's not essential for me, but no. it can enhance it. It's the same... I feel like I'm giving the same answer as what we said with artwork a couple of weeks ago, mm. but, like, I'm not... 
Like, oh, if the lyrics is, I like Bullet for my Valentine. Do you know what mm. I mean? I'm not put off. By Your favorite band of Metallica. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm not put off by dodgy lyrics. <laughs> um, but if a band has good lyrics, my second favorite band of all time are the Smiths. Yeah. Like it can enhance an experience. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I but think it's not so. essential for me. No, I, I don't really care. As for... I sing along with stuff and I don't, do you know what I mean? I'm not even paying attention to the words yeah. that I'm singing. It's just kind of. La la, nice melody. As for really kind of growly extreme bands, I think you've kind of got. A, I mean, you, you can't. Oh. You can't just think. Oh well, he can't be saying anything good because I can't understand it. <laughs> like what a fucking stupid thing to say. Yeah. What do you do when someone talks a foreign language to you? Yeah, you, you idiot. You, go, you idiot. Yeah, you're you thick. Go. He's thick. This guy. He's a philosopher. That guy. Yeah, how? He, he's be, figured out the meaning of the universe. Yeah, but he talks in Italian, fucking, doesn't he? He's, he's talking in like Hungarian at me. <laughs> Bloody idiot! Don't put me off Ramstein. No, doesn't put you off Ramstein. Um, so yeah, and or Cavellatac or a lot of bands that um, uh, sing in other languages. This game is really good to end off before we get into the reviews. There is no album club this week. There's six albums to get through, all right? Sorry. Uh, we played this game at work today, someone told me on Twitter. Um, out of the entire history of music, you get any th- three bands or artists all at the peak of their powers. Your opening act gets 30 to 40 minutes, your main support gets around an hour, and your headliner gets an hour after two hours. Right, you've got... And we're going to do this with two different criterias. First up, of all time. Right. So your opener, who plays for half an hour, 40 minutes. Half an hour for 40 mm-hmm. minutes. Sex Pistols. I've only got one album. It's quite good, because I would go for the Ramones. Mm. They could still play about 20, 25, 30 songs in that yeah. time. Um, right, they've got lots of songs. Your main support, an hour. A main support of an hour. Nirvana. Nirvana. I would have... Hmm... I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to make it Terry Fest. I don't care about you lot. I'm going to have the Smiths. Fine. The Smiths for an hour. And then headlining. Are you going to have Metallica headlining? Yeah, I'm going to have Metallica yeah, with Cliff sorry. Burton. Ooh, okay. If, we have, Ooh. if it's of all time, yeah. then I'm going to have Metallica on the Master of Puppets tour so they can only pick songs from those first three albums, which basically means playing all of it. Um, I've seen Tool on the Lateralis tour, so it feels a bit kind of... Like you're spunking it. Yeah, to just pick them. And I could probably have them when we do the real thing, so whatever it yeah. is. So I, I will have... Oh, fuck. That's a really tough one, you know? Mm. Um, I have two... Oh, can I swap them around? Can I have the Stooges on before Nirvana? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Cool. Because then Nirvana can play literally everything. Yeah, pretty much. And the Stooges can do an hour and just he can just cut himself and roll around on the floor. Right, same deal, except with bands that are still in... They, they have to still be in action now, and what you get is the 2016 version of them, right? Okay, so Cream Day. So, oh, um. so yeah, no, oh, I'm so bummed out. Half an hour? Well... Oh, I'm so well. bummed out we have to do that album in a couple of weeks. Have you heard it yet? No. Okay. Um, Have you? No, don't judge it. No, I'm not. I'm just going off the two songs that they've released. Bum. Me too. Right. (laughs) Okay, openers. Um, I want something, somebody young and good and contemporary who I really bloody well like. I'm having Ghost opening. Okay, fine. Um, uh, I'll have uh, have Dillinger, always. All right. Ghost opening, I'll have Let Live as main support. Doing an hour. Doing an hour. Hmm. 
There's so much off of their three record, off of the three records that I would want to see. Yeah, they actually, half an hour of Dillinger. That's they mental. They could still fill an hour in their sleep. That's half an hour. Of Dillinger. You can have Dillinger as main support if you want to just swap them around. But then I picked Let Live having half an hour, and that's not enough. This is the dilemma, Steve. Yeah, no, fuck it. Let Live because I was thinking Let yeah. Live, so I'd have Let Live, then Dillinger, yeah. then <clears throat> took well, tool, wouldn't it? Obviously, uh, you'd have tool. <clears throat> I would have. God, Jesus. It's a slog at the top end, man. Because there's not much that I see. I have Rammstein, I reckon, headlining. Okay. You just can't go wrong, can you? They were pretty good at download. I only saw them at yeah, download. I know they were good at, at Hellfest. Hellfest is still yeah, better. They were, they were only all right. That was the worst I've ever seen them. But they'd be picking two and a half hours worth of stuff and it'd be a new show instead of the same old thing. Right, right fine. let's do this then. It's Album Armageddon. Um, let's start... Let's start with Against Me, shall we? Yes. One of this podcast's very favourite bands. Their new album is called Shapeshift With Me. It is out this week. It is the follow-up to their very, very profile-attracting Transgender Dysphoria Blues album. Mm-hmm. It feels like, at this, as, as a long-term Against Me fan, it feels like more people care about Against Me at this point in time than they have ever cared about Against Me before. Yeah. I think that's because they are at the... Uh, tipping point of a three album curve mm-hmm. because the last three albums have all been a minimum of a nine. Yep. I would argue that they might even be three ten out of ten records. Mm-hmm. I think White Crosses is. Uh, I certainly think when New Wave is, yep. and I would say Transgender Dysphoria Blues would be a nine. Yep. Um, so, damn so high. they are on a damn fine curve. Now, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we reviewed their new track, 333. Uh, you weren't so keen on it. No, I now, wasn't. the reason why I'm going in with that as a starting point, because to my ears, that is definitely one of the best songs on this album. So, with that in mind, Steve, how do you feel about Shapeshift with me? Um, I, I really, really, really want to like Against Me and every single thing they ever do. Oh, God, we both don't like it. Um, I... <laughs> Thought it's, I was hoping that you did. When it started, I thought, uh. I thought, great. Um, I thought, great. This is like it, the first track, Provision L three. I think is is good in a kind of old school rattly punk rock kind of way. I mm-hmm. liked it. Got a kind of glammy chorus as well. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. I think it kind of rattles along for the most part um, in the first three tracks. And then it's it, it turns to it's not so much that these songs are bad. I don't think these songs are bad. I think they're. Um, you said something the other week about Black Foxes saying it's a bit Virgin Radio. Oh, did you see them get the arse on that? I did. Yeah, day? yeah, I did. He's a um, precious little petal, isn't he? His <laughs> band aren't even that good. <laughs> well. Uh, but I think, anyway. like, yeah, I mean, that yeah. one, I wasn't going to go, you naughty boy, but... Um, uh, I, I patronised him. <laughs> yeah, fine. I sent him the uh, fingernail painting emoji. All right, well, anyway. <laughs> Thanks for listening, though, dude. Yeah, I mean, cheers. Cheers. I thought it was all right, personally. Uh, uh, I thought it was good. Yeah, so um, we but, both said it was all right. Yeah. We just got the arse. Anyway. Anyway, I think... Um, th- what you were talking about with them, the yeah. things you were talking about being a bit Virgin Radio, was kind of Virgin Radio from like maybe 2002. Yeah. Uh, this sounds like Virgin Radio or like Absolute Radio. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's quite jaunty, strokesy type stuff, I think. Yeah. A bit. That's, that's what I got from it as well. See, the, the thing that I am. 
The thing is, like, I, I, what I've been trying to figure out for this last couple of weeks is, is it that it's not as good as those three albums mm. or is it that I just don't like the record? Um, I've settled on I think it's I think it's all right. Yeah. I think the album is all right. I wouldn't like, and that in itself feels like a bit of a disappointment uh, coming off. It can, it can only feel like a disappointment off the of back course. of three records before yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Um, and as you can tell, <laughs> neither of us are having fun saying this about uh, about this band and about this record. But to me, um, I don't dig that kind of jaunty, hip swinging stuff and there's a lot of it to my, to my ears to my tastes mm. i like against me i think they're at their best when they're kind of kind of rollicking along do you know what i mean it's kind of like the gaslight anthem with no yeah. sappiness and some bollocks behind it like well, the, an actual punk rock feeling what's... and there's bits of that mm. rebecca yeah, goes into that. It's really vintage against me. I think Haunting Haunted Haunts has that kind of feel to it. It's got that kind of raucous folk punk thing that they do. And I do really, really like 333 as well. Um, but the experiments that they do on this record, it's a bit too jaunty, like... Uh, there's like a, a bunch of the tracks in the middle. Uh, Boyfriend Crash, Delicate and Petite and Other Things I'll Never Be, one after another, all do that. And it kind of loses the momentum built up by Provision L3, uh, L83 or yeah. whatever it's called, Provision L3. Yeah, and it's, like I say, what the thing is about bands like... The Strokes, who again, I've got nothing against the Strokes. I hated Leave what that to me. came in. Yeah, <laughs> I hated, hated, hated what came in their wake. Mm -hmm. But I thought that them doing the thing they were doing is fine. But what they had is this kind of jangly, sort of quite lackadaisical, like kind of you could say hip swinging mm -hmm. music with a guy at the front who's a bit like a, who's a kind of slacker rock star, you know. And, so, and Laura's not. Can, can I stop you there just for a second? <clears throat> just because I think you've nailed what I don't, what I'm not, what I can't vibe with for it. What, how, what always puts me off with all of that sort of stuff is it's a bit too cool for school, mm. and it's not, it's not very me and my taste. I yeah. feel like this album is a bit more suited to if you go out in Shoreditch, or yeah. if you go out or, or wherever your hipster equivalent is, where you are. Um, there's that song in it uh, where it goes all blondie. Yeah. Norse truth. Yeah. That's just... But the thing is, is like, it, it's quite jarring as well because I think Laura is still somebody who writes really fucking brilliantly angry, poetic sort of, you know idea that come from her heart and come from a you know that that come from the the rebellious spirit of punk rock mm. but they're kind of and and there's a lot of you know i want her ideas and that kind of gnashing toothed outrage that mm. she has and you know like and distrust of the world i want the music to reflect that and i just don't feel like it does it's not it's not, not this powerful no no i don't mean ever yeah. i don't mean in general yeah, yeah. i mean obviously in general they they always That's have, they do. but it's not there on this album. And it feels like a kind of a weird disconnect between uh, it, it's the first time I've listened to it and I've gone, come on, the rest of the band need to, to get up where she is. You know, it's, um, I don't know, man. Like, 
against me is her, like is her, is her baby. So I, I kind of like uh, uh, I get the impression that everyone's stoked on the record in the against me camp. Uh, it's just that it's I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't really. I don't vibe with the experiments and the left hand turns that they've taken on this. Um, again, I, I can. I always understand why bands want to try something new. I always understand why bands don't want to because they have done three records of that kind of rollicking style that I was talking yeah. about. That is th- like three on the bounce that yeah. are categorized. Uh, like, and this is the first time that they've deviated from that thing. And when you've been doing it for a decade, I understand the want and need to do it. Mm. It just, uh, it kills me to have to say this. Do you know what I mean? Especially after, after 10 years of beating their drum and like, you know, I'm like, I'm hoping that I hear something live that I didn't hear on record, but there's just nothing that suggests that because it's it's just a musical detour down that vice yeah. rabbit hole. That's a and bit. It's a bit too. They've had this before as I well, haven't they? Like when New Wave came along and they signed to a major and stuff. I mean, I remember there were people I knew who were like fucking going absolutely mental. Going, they're fucking this sellouts, right? But this isn't for anything other than music. This isn't. No. This isn't for ethics. This isn't for 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 this kind of sellout shit that we throw at some bands. Like this is this still sounds like production wise. It's still it's still it's still it's raucous different. and it feels alive. Mm. It is. It's very different. It's just that it, it it's it's a bit. I don't know. Like, I don't even want to say nice because I don't even feel like it's nice. It's just a bit, oh, cool. like cool and jo- cool and jaunty are the only two words that I keep going back to. It's yeah. that kind of slightly angular, um, not as not as angry or as confrontational, not as um, I don't know, not as. Uh, Good. Just not as good. Like, if we're boiling it down, if we're just boiling it down and being honest about it, like, if you're picking the top three songs from this record and putting it up against the top three songs of a lot of their records, I'm not just talking the last three, like most of their records, mm. then this is the album that would come up shortest. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a... Um, and I, like, honestly, this shit happens and they're still one it, of our favourite bands. Yeah, but. it's not the worst album a band could make I don't think it's terrible it's not even the worst album this week no not even close no Um, but I don't think uh, it's just because the standards like you say are so fucking sky high with Against Me I don't necessarily if this was a new band how would you feel about it do you think I think they're right. yeah I'd kind of go you know because like I say I'm a bit different to you whereas I kind of I've got time for a lot of those bands but only the really good ones but I think if a new band came out I'd see it as being quite cynical right I'd see the idea of going oh you're just another band who want to be like this kind of you know libertinesy strokesy kings early kings of leon thing like Mm. that's being done to death like there's nothing really left to say of that type of music unless you want to sell fuckloads of records you Mm. know like that's it's it's an art form and it's a, a style. I I personally think that as that every last drop of inspiration has been squeezed out of it. So here and against me, kind of dilly like have their dalliance with that type it, yeah. of music. It's like I, I I think that's another thing as well. It's like well, I, I understand that you don't want to do the same thing over and over and over again, but 
you know, it's like I was saying with Twin Atlantic last mm. week, like some bands just aren't suited to doing yeah, this, the things totally. that they're trying to do, totally. like all they want to do. And it's worth, you know, fair play to them for having a go or doing this. And this but, has happened to, to, to other bands that we that we call our favourite bands. Mm. Like Architects did it, Deftones did it, with Saturday yeah. Night Wrists to a certain extent. Yeah. Like every band has their one that kind of goes off course and it definitely feels like this is against me mm-hmm. I take no joy in saying any of this that mm-hmm. was against me and their album Shapeshift with me that's out this week if you like it please do tell us because I'd like to think that people are going to like it um, yeah. just I don't still going to see him live yeah obviously obviously, obviously yeah it's fucking yeah always always ah, this is so annoying anyway I'm going <laughs> to move on because I'm annoying myself now right EP time before we go back to the records, Ghost have dropped a new EP called Pope Star. Now, I saw you game Radio Rental, which is in the UK what we call mental. Mental. Uh, about the, 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 this is an album that is, sorry, this is an EP that is full Fuck. of covers and one new track. Mm-hmm. The new track is called Square Hammer. There's a video for it and it was released the other day and I saw you going mad about I it I fucking on love it. Yeah, I think it's good. I was really surprised. It's so... I thought it would be right up your alley. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's, it, it is totally the right kind of song to come out between records. It is nowhere near the big hitters on the last record, which is comfortably the album I've got the most wrong while recording this podcast. Right. Uh, is nothing even remotely good, close. It's nothing remotely close to the best stuff on Infestisumum. Uh, and, you know, yeah. It's my favourite ghost song. It's madness to me. It's my. It's it's the first time I've heard them and gone. You sound like a stadium rock band. Go back and listen to Meliora. I listen to Meliora. How can so I'm in, I'm intrigued to how this sounds like a stadium rock band, but Cerise doesn't. That sounds that's mental to me. Well, and from the pinnacle to the pit. Well, and ritual. Yeah, and no, but they clock. they do as Shall well. I carry on. They do, you know, but they, they they've always kind of had that but i think this is the one where i go this is like skyscraper chorus i don't think they've ever had a chorus. they've never had a chorus that has stuck with me as much as this does right okay and you can look at me, <laughs> you're looking at me like you weirdo well, no, is it, no 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 i mean it's just like this the chorus on this compared to the come together together as one come together for lucifer's son on monstrous clock that they end on always is is madness because I, I, saw, I saw this conversation going on the other day about like it's the most suited to a festival song they've ever done it's just like pff, well, um, if you guys say so I think uh, it's 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 a lot I it's mean, good I, like, it's, it's, way... coming off, it's coming off like I don't like it just because I'm not agreeing that it's the best thing that they've done okay. like I do really like it I think it sounds great because Ghost are great but like this wouldn't even make my top fifteen ghost songs. It's it's wow. it's no, it's, it's a good, it's a really good stopgap because they need something to tide tie them over into next year when there'll be a new record. And this next record for Ghost is massive, mm, yeah, it really massive. Is. There's a lot riding on it, which is why I think the media will be highly behind Ghost. Um, that's my cynical hat. On. Um, is it a big? Well, yeah, pope's it's hat. a big pope sack with with, <laughs> with a big with, C with, on it. With yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, cynical actually. Yeah, really. I, saw, I was taking it for anyway. <laughs> um, like yeah, I think there's a lot riding on this. Ghost are yeah, the band of the mid of the mid tier bands that are threatening to go into the top tier. Like 
it would not surprise me if Ghost get their next album right if they are in arenas around the world, right? They like globally they've grown. Mm-hmm. Like it's not something that's just getting big in America or just getting big in the UK. Wherever you go, yeah. Ghost is a cult that is on the rise, right? Yeah. And like if this was the first single from the next album, I would be disappointed. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, just because it's nowhere near as good as the big hitters on the last record, not even close. I love um, it, but it's but it is good. It's good. Mm. It's a good. It's a good song to put out before we get back to business. I think how I feel about. I that. think it's wicked. I think it sounds way more poppy and way more insta- instantaneous than anything they've put out before, even with the big choruses. It ah, see, takes that's me a- different. Easily digestible. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I that's, mean, that's I, what you've just described. Well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean, so maybe I, easier. Yes, I would agree. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, you said it, not me. No, no. I, <laughs> you can't throw that face. No, no. At me. I think you're it. right. I think you're right. I'm just suddenly now going. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should talk to you about whether or not it's the best song I've ever done in a month or something. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it did like today when I was listening to it. I was like, oh man, that's a real yeah. great. It's such a great pop it's single. Fun. It's totally fun, mm. and it's it's totally like. A spunk full of cock, like total rock star posturing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a it's, spunk full of cock. You know, a cock full of spunk, a spunk full of cock. <laughs> We've got our episode title, haven't we? Um, yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? Though, I do right? know what you mean. It's yeah. like it, it's totally their their swagger and that their, especially their ever increasing sexual side, which mm. I think is a great thing. I think it's like. Um, they've got a massive female following as well, and I think that 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 is part of it. There's a, there's a, an androgynous sexual charge to to Ghost mm-hmm. that is coming out more and more and more, mm. uh, and I th- I think that this is a good indication of where we s- will see them go. Well, I hope so. I, I, on the next record, but I'd like something more expansive than this. Because, you know, it is what it is. There's, there's bits it's, on the... it's like your favourite Metallica song being Motor Breath. It's fine, but it's it's very basic for what that band are. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're probably right. I what do you think of the other covers? Um, I didn't even know they were covers. Missionary Man, I think, is really good. That's a Eurythmics song, mate. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's, uh, again, again with the sexual charged stuff. Yeah, even see, down that's got to a really title. nice... That's yeah. got some... It, it, I, it's funny because I was listening to it today and I was like, it reminds me of a kind of hard rock version of um, uh, the Pink Floyd song with the... Ah, the great gig. Because she's oh, yeah, got yeah. the like, ah, yeah, yeah, in the background. Yeah. And I was like, it's got a bit of that. And it's kind of got... That, that is slightly more expansive. I didn't know that was a Eurythmic song. Yeah. That's my favourite of the other four. Yes, it was easily my favourite mm. as well. Um, I think uh, the first two, Nocturnal Me and I Believe... So so. I, th- I think. I think. So what I did is I went and listened to the originals mm. and then listened to these because covers EPs I think are so hit and miss. Mm. Sometimes when when a band takes a collection of songs and puts themselves into it, that's when it works. You you could easily listen to this and not know they were covers. I didn't. Know there you go. Covers, yeah. Like you would never know because what they've done is they've taken those songs and they've ghostified them. Nocturnal Me's Echo and the Bunnymen. Is it? And um, I believe is Simeon Mobile Disco, I believe. Well, okay. But you would never know it because it sounds like the kind of thing that um, they do with uh, He Is yeah. uh, on the last record. Like that kind of 
just a just an organ and that voice. Yeah. It's 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 worth ghost doing these things. Yeah. There's nothing I like on this as much as I liked if you have ghosts on the last time they did nice. this. What who's Bible by? Uh in Perriet or something like that. It was a band that I'd never heard okay. of. Okay, because that's the other one. I, I would say the first two covers, Nocturnal Me and I Believe are mm. all right. Yeah. I think Missionary Man was really good. Yeah. And I thought Bible was the other one that I liked right, see, a I, lot. I'd see, Bible, to me, it sounds like a big sweeping power ballad mm. in the way that power ballads used to be. Yeah. And now that is the kind of thing, because Ghost have got this sound, right, this sound that is unadulteratedly rock, entirely part of our world, even if you didn't know what they look like. But it's all clean. It's all clean singing. And it's all ready for radio. Mm. I would love to see ghosts try their hand at something like that. Yeah. I'm not talking, I want to know what love is. I'm talking... Here I go know? again. Here I go again. Oh. You know what I mean. Yeah, though, I do know right? what I mean, like, yeah. To really give a go at... Their... Titan Eclipse of Heart? Yeah, why not? That kind of shit. Why not? Exactly Because that's, that. a, that's yeah. a very expansive song. Yeah, and dark and all of those sort of things. Yeah. I fucking need you more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, would like, I would like to see ghosts do that. Um... Yeah, I, I like. I'm not. I'm not jumping up and down about it because we'll save that for when they're doing mm. records. Mm. The only thing really worth really overly discussing is Square Hammer. Mm. It's good. It's good. Really good. It's really good. Big chorus. It I is. like it. It is. So do I. Simple rock pleasures. So do I. But we'll go back to it in a month. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um. Next album. Oh God. Now this one might be lengthy. Uh. Is now we did album club. On King 810's Memoirs of a Murderer, uh, about a month ago, it was a very, very about six weeks ago now, yeah. it was a very popular one mm. because it was such a, an involved and interesting record. I would highly recommend that you go back and check that out um, because a lot of it is going to feed into this. Uh, this is a very different album to Memoirs of a Murderer, despite there being plenty of throwbacks throughout the record to it. Now... When we first heard this, this is one of the few occasions where we've spoken about this before coming in here. Um, yeah. Granted, it was about six weeks ago again, mm-hmm. um, but we were both on the fence with mm. it. Um, I am delighted that I was given this amount of time to live with this record because the first two or three times I heard it, I didn't get it at all. Mm. I didn't get it at all. I was like, it was like it was like trying to grab thin air. Like I really wanted to get it, but I didn't. But my fucking lord, when this album clicked with me, it really fucking clicked. Steve, exactly the same. Ah, brilliant! This I'm... is King Eight One O's new album, Le Petit Mort, or a conversation with God. Uh, Le Petit Mort uh, from Bride of Chucky is French for the little death, which yeah. the French call an orgasm. Yeah. Did you know that? Spunking. Did you know that? Did I? Sort of did. Go on, then. Uh, Off you go. Um, <laughs> yes, you liked it too. You like it too. I, I like it, uh, and it, it, yeah. I so I gave it seven in Metal Hammer when because when I first got it, I was like, and it, I don't. There's not a lot to like. It was kind of a little box review, and I was like, it's not really enough. How many words did you have? Two hundred words. <laughs> So this, yeah, that's insane, and man. it's a bit of a shame. I need two thousand because we're going to go on a bit here. Yeah, um, and one of the things that I said, like, okay, I'm going to start with the, with the, what the, the problems with this album, right, uh, okay. because I don't think there's that many with it. To be perfectly honest, um, right. I would say my my first, I, I, yeah, I've got a, a, like one or two. Mm, I, 
my first impression, I thought the track listing was, was something we've never really talked about, bands' decision of where they play songs. Right. It's very important on an album, isn't it? Uh, and when I first got this, I was like, this seems quite front-loaded with heavy stuff and then quite mellow at the end. Or like, not mellow is not really the right word with King 810, but it's much it, the, slower. The more, the more eclectic stuff comes at the back end of the record, yeah. for real. But I think that's the best place for it when it comes to metalheads, because... When you're throwing a saxophone in there, which yeah. we'll get to, like a lot of people are going to go, ah, what the fuck is that? Yeah, but it did make me go... Not you lot, you lot are cool. But... It did make me go, well, only if you vote for Fugazi. <laughs> um, it did make me go, ah, oh, they've kind of made it feel like it's a lot more one pace than it is. Because on the last record, one See, of the... See, I think it is quite one pace, and I don't mind that. Well, no, I mean, actually, as I've lived with it, hmm. I, I, I've seen it as... And now it feels like one whole piece of music. Yeah. I, it feels like a journey, a I, story. I feel, yeah, I feel like one paste is, is what it is. Like, it's there is shit tons going on. But the thing that I had the hardest part grabbing was it's slow paced, right? You have to get your head around that. If you're used to metal records in the way that they're usually delivered, even the way Memoirs of a Murderer... Uh, 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 Memoirs of a... Yeah, Memoirs, yeah, Memoirs of a Murderer. Um was uh when there is nothing on this record like murder 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 or war outside or those Fat kind of tracks like th- this this is uh, to me it's got almost more in common musically with see i don't listen to shit tons of hip-hop right mm. But really dark, sinister, lumbering hip hop. Something like New Slaves but, uh, from Jesus, Kanye West. Like, that is what this album has more in common with than, than like, people saying Slipknot last time and all yeah. the rest of it. Like, I don't think that there's a. One of the reasons why I'm as jazzed on King A1, especially even more so after this one, bizarrely, even though I do prefer the last one. Um,. I prefer this one personally. I, I'm, it's still growing on me, so I don't want to commit one way or another. Yeah. But that is sorry. Carry on. Oh, well, I th- okay. So yeah, I agree with a lot of that. It is very one paced, and it is um, the other thing I thought was lyrically. Uh, it, there didn't. It was a lot of the same stuff that he was talking about last time, and I think a reason for some of that would be, um, I guess they're in the same situation as they were when the well, first, when the album came out last want, time. We always want people to talk from the heart, mm. right? And talk what they know and don't, you know... I mean, we'll get to people that don't mean a single note that they play coming up. Um, but in King, in King 810's case, um, if that's the life that you know, mm. like the fact that the opening line of it is like, I'm back home, give me my gun and my throne, tell the music pussies to leave me alone. Like, if it's autobiographical. Now, I think you have to believe, David, to yeah. get King 810. Mm-hmm. I think that if you are, if you come into it cynical, if you look at it... Um, if you look at it from a point of view of pouring scorn on it, then I don't think you can really get into it because I feel like King 810's strength is in its storytelling. Like, this is a real body of art. This is, like, this band, I can understand why so many people, like, either don't get it or don't get involved or go, oh, it's too long and things like that. But this is a proper body of art and you have to believe him because it's so... It, it, it's so based upon 
the words of David Gunn. Yeah. And it's a really weird, it's a weird thing where it doesn't feel like the words go with the music. It feels like the music well, go with the words. And that's such a weird, that's such a, a different dichotomy for a band. Well, oddly, I think the biggest problem with this album is actually nothing to do, well, it is to do with the sound of it, obviously, but it's not a kind of a failing in its writing or its performing or any, you know, or, or the songs. I listen to it and I go, who's this for? Like, I don't quite know who this is for because on one hand if you get people who like people who like artistically challenging heavy music yeah but i think i get that, of, i get that the thug stuff will put off someone who likes artistically challenging music, yeah but they, but they shouldn't change who they are no no, for no those people no, no. if they can't handle it then that's down to them yeah and i i think um, unfortunately, like again, I don't think it's got anything to do with King 810 or it's got anything to do with, you know, kind of cynical marketing and all this stuff that was thrown at them last time. No. I feel like this album is kind of doomed to fail because I don't see anywhere in which King 810 can sit within our current musical climate. I think they are such an island of a band. They yeah. are, they're too clever for fighting. Do you care though? No, no, no. I, like, uh, I don't care. My, my feeling is in the same way that we we talk about like a converger or someone like that, mm. uh, and we go like, well, they're never going to be massive. Who cares? Like that kind of feels because last time out, like it was too media focused, and this is going to be the biggest band. You couldn't move for their name, yeah, for a good three, months. four months, yeah. yeah. Um. Whereas this time, like scaling back on that, like this is a long album. Again, mm. this is a really long record, uh, which straight away counts loads of people out. I heard so many people like, <laughs> like, God love you, but you low attention span motherfuckers going, I, I, I like it's too long. My problem is that, it, like, if the quality is high, I can handle something being super long. Mm. I could cut the top, the last two songs from this record. I could yeah. have it end with me and Maxine and be all right. Mm. That's a criticism. Mm. And I think their drummer is super limited. I think that if they had a better drummer, this band would be a better band for it. But these are minor, these are minor gripes. So, what about the sound of the record? So, explain the sound of the record. Well, I was going to say first the, the the point that I was going to make about yeah. whether or not they get bigger or anything. I feel that if you are someone who's into Five Finger Death Punch and you're into like meat and potatoes rock music, this is going to be way, way, way too much of a challenge for you. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, because it is so starkly autobiographical, because it is so open as to it's not. It's not open to interpretation what these songs are about. There's very little kind of... It's, it's very... You know, the, the sound we... There's... Well, we, we're going to get into talking about kind of what it actually sounds like. But if you're somebody who listens to... The type of thing that I would kind of say this is aiming for would be like Swans and Neurosis and bands who really like rip open this axis of bleakness hmm. and go headfirst into like yeah, the most in the well. most disgusting parts of the human psyche but those bands it's all quite oblique and it's all quite it's still quite it's more artsy whereas this is more like you say gangstery so i'm like i'm a little bit like you sit very oddly in the middle of a seesaw between two incredibly different difficult and different things to me this is this is more gangster in the way that like fucking 
I don't know, it is in the real world more than it is on fucking Scarface and Carlito's way and shit. Yeah. Like, I, I, I hear you, um, but it but does... But there's, there's, no, there's, no there's no kind of room for manoeuvre on what this is. Like, this no. is very definitely about... Absolutely. I live in... I it's like a... This wake like, up in a bath full of blood. Is, this is storytelling. This is storytelling. Yeah, it's completely storytelling. This is story what it is. This is yeah. this guy's story. Mm. Like, you know, it's, if, you, if you can relate to it, I'd be fucking surprised. Yeah. But that's fine. Yeah. Right, sound of the record. Um, just go because when we're saying like a five finger death punch fan would think this and this and this like yeah because it's not really got a lot of actual metal in it I would say like uh, Nick Cave there's a lot of kind of you know towards the end of the record when it goes slow like I heard somebody mention Portishead the other day which I thought was quite an interesting shout as well I think kind of you know Nick Cave and Tom Waits like were were mentioned before as with Johnny Cash on the last album I think it's much more those two than it is Johnny Cash but then there are also these massive great like almost bordering on like guitar tone wise almost bordering on deathcore like those gun 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 those massive slabs where they just like chug big slow chuggy bits um see those those bits that's as close as it comes to metal nine inch nails yeah and i've got swans written down here as well that kind of the way that industrial bands don't concentrate on um riffs and that kind of thing. They are there to provide a canvas. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So this to me, this album to me is all about vibe. It's about a slow, grinding, dark vibe. It's really slow paced. Um, it definitely takes a few listens to get into. But if you lend yourself to it, there are unbelievable things on here. There's um, the uh, Alpha and Omega is a really good uh, starting point in terms of lyrically and vocally where they go because David's delivery style is not... This is, again, this is not singing. This is not really emceeing. And, like, the thing is, I've heard things like street poet said and, like, the second that the word poet comes out, everyone starts thinking of someone with a quill and a frilly fucking shirt, but Mm. I can see where they're coming from, right? This is... It's not. It's not just like as we were talking about on the special this week when Gene Simmons was talking about rap. It's not just talking. It's flow and it's all the, and it's menace. But this is something different vocally, like from the last record and for pretty much everyone else in metal. He's a, yeah. He's a pretty unique vocalist, and they give him lots of room to really go into some pretty dark and disturbing territory as well. I mean, there's there's big gaps of just silence where it's almost there's there's not any of the i wouldn't because you know last time there were those spoken word pieces well there's none of them on it but there is there is so much where it would just be a chord ringing out and then you know almost like almost like like sun o like the the length between like chords coming in and out are that long but instead of having a kind of like whoa you get this guy rapping's not the right word again growling. singing's not the right word growl yeah growling just like emoting yes. I guess you'd say in, yeah. and, and he is very definitely the star of the show and I think this album if you like you again I, like you said you're going to have to listen to it a lot I yeah. think and it also I think like I said on the album club it will depend on how much you are willing to because it's bleak it's I really mean, it, bleak there, there's, there's nothing but 
bleak no. about it. And it's spelled out very definitively why it's No metaphors either. This is no metaphors. It's straight down the blank. line. This is point blank storytelling in the harshest, most grim way. And I, they, I like it heavy. a lot. Oh, yeah, it's still of course. Heavy. Yeah, it is really, really heavy. Like, the, the one where they really get this right is Vendettas. Vendettas is fucking unbelievable. Mm. If you want to go... If, if, what we're, if you're going, oh, I'm not so sure this is for me, go and check out Vendettas. It's the, it's the best example of it. It's slow, it's grinding, it's angry, it's got a hell of a vocal hook on it, which is... Which is there's 100,000 people in me all with Vendettas. Mm. It's basically the core. I would say everything from Vendettas debtors to um yeah but wartime times trick 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 is yeah. all good but it changes drastically that's why i've hung back yeah. on this shit like what we're not what we're going to get to now and the reason why this has gone on a bit is because it also has bat shit mental eclecticism uh and i'd say that in a praising way and not in a pouring scorn way. Mm. That Vendettas leads into Black Swan, which is a song that is acoustic, based with all of these like pizzicato strings that pizzicato, lay that, that's that, what I'm that, uh, that kind of give way to when they really let those fucking the the strings yeah. fly is fucking all encompassing and that little soft one two three four pirouette yeah like, that is deeply unsettling for some yeah. reason which is the one time where he's not going you know i've had to wash the blood from my mouth and get mm. fill up my gun and point to shoot someone in the heart mm. that like when yeah. he's not saying that it's yeah so it's weird that and that's a bit like, that i was like that and mean. then the title track the is, title track's amazing it's like a seven minute cathartic um auto, it's the most autobiographical it gets it's literally i do this i did this yeah uh, i feel this this is my life kind of thing um but it's based around this like deep house <laughs> like yeah. edm style um again just everything on it is dark and sinister so even when it goes into that those zones it's all in the same vibe which is what i think is so cohesive about this record is it never comes out of its hole it, this is the the demon in the mud quite mm. literally um what are the other ones of it oh, eclecticism i ain't going back again we spoke yeah. about which is all strings and like dramatic tarantino style big single note guitar licks like really fucking huge thing um me and maxine is one of my favorite things on it yeah. slow jazzy piano gary moore style lead guitars and gun telling a story about um about a, a girl from flint um but i've saved life's not enough till last yeah now like portishead or massive attack yeah. and then saxophones coming yeah. in this album is is all over the place in terms of experimentation but it's totally knowing totally cohesive totally in control of itself <laughs> it's if this was coming from another band i'm certain that there would be an awful lot of praise being heaped on this band and this record i think if this came from a nine inch nails or from a someone like that i think that it, there would be a lot of praise on this record and i'm not putting it in in that league you know nine inch nails are one of the best bands has ever been chill out but what i am saying is that in contemporary heavy music 
I don't think you can find many, nay, any bands pushing boundaries, pushing what it is to be heavy, what it is to be a heavy band, all of the gangster thug, you know, I've got this gun, don't you? Shit <laughs> that everyone threw at them last time. It's only there lyrically this time, and it's only there lyrically because that's that guy. I've yeah. interviewed that bloke enough times. Like, I believe what that man is saying in the vast majority, mm. and even if I don't, I'm willing enough to go with it for the sake of the the journey. Do you know what I mean? When you follow the bloke in Memento, you don't go, he's not real. That's mm. not real. Like, even if you are cynical about David and his life and all the rest of it, just if you lend yourself to the journey in the same way as you would a film, I think you'll get the most out of it. Well, I was deeply, deeply cynical when they first came out. And I was Me too. kind of got this album and I thought, well, you know, we'll see now, won't we? The proof's in the pudding. Mm. And it took a little while and I'm a bit annoyed that... Um, I kind of, I kind of had to say something about it early. Yeah, uh, but I'm glad that I've been able to kind of rectify it now. Because would you it is... would you stick with a seven? Or no, eight. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I mean, I still I still said it. You know, this is good, but I think it's going to be it's kind of weird, and I think the track listing's a bit all over the place. But that was it, really. Um, I just it's a shame. I, like I I listen to it and I think this is a shame because I don't think people are going to give it a chance, and I think it's going to be. But that's why we're here. Yeah, I know it is. It is. Like, I hope people do this time. We're, we're, we're giving credit it's due. Like, it would be fucking easy to sit here after the press have dropped them, after they didn't ever become the fucking band of the day with the audience. Like, it would be easy to go, oh, King 810, listen to them and their silly saxophone, ah, ha, ha, fuck off. Mm. Like, that's an easy thing to do. That's something that I'd expect the bloke who we never talk about from the old metal hammer podcast to do right, like yeah. idiot basic knuckle dragger shit yeah. the hard thing to do is to go this is a really Gil. deep <laughs> not gill you ah, oh, not gill uh, not gill deep like this is a really deep intense involving record that you can really delve into yeah, it and it's way more intelligent than anyone will give at king 810 credit for yeah uh, so yeah give that a bash it's uh, uh, don't expect to get it on first listen either no. but go with vendettas that's how you'll know if you can lend yourself to this or not I reckon Le Petit Mort or A Conversation with God King 810 I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong but give a shit I'm not French right should we talk about the best record this week uh, Young Guns <laughs> no right okay Touche Moray stage four is what we're going to talk about next mm-hmm. uh, this band a post hardcore band they released an album called Parting the Sea Between Brightness and Me that is an absolute classic as far as modern post hardcore is concerned it is is a truly outstanding record I was still doing the Metal Hammer podcast when it came out I think and really? was like ah! I got about it when it came out because yeah. this whole wave of like um, DIY type bands were just starting mm. at that point in time uh, or just starting to gain notoriety. Um, they kind of uh, they kind of dropped the ball. I think is survived by the record that came after that was nowhere near, nowhere, not even close to parting the sea. <laughs> and it's been three years since. Uh, is survived by. Um, after living with this album for a month um, and after describing Parting the Sea Between Brightness and Me as a classic, um, I would say that I think Stage 4 is better than Parting the Sea Between Brightness and Me. It's 
got a fucking fantastic claim for me uh, to be the best album of the year. It's it's in there. It's in the conversation, right? I'm glad. I'm glad that's how you feel about it, Steve. What do you like about it? Um, well, I, do you know, I was never, I never kind of got with Touche and Moi uh, straight away. To be mm. honest, like I kind of didn't really. I, I came to it a bit late for whatever reason, and um, I, I heard like it survived by, and I was like, yeah, you know, it's fine and everything, and then. Having we haven't talked about Jeremy Bolm, their lead singer's other band this year, Hesitation Wounds, who are fucking brilliant. Mm. Well, um, we'll probably get the chance in yeah. November when releases chill out. Yeah, and I thought, oh, and I got this, and I was like, well, he's already released one absolutely fucking great album this year. Like, you know, this is probably gonna it's probably gonna usurp his main band, and then this came out, and uh, it is bar none I would say literally bar none the most emotionally we just talked about the kind of the reality and the kind of the emotion within mm. uh, the King 810 album and a lot of that as I say not really open to interpretation um, but still feels real and that's mm. a really important thing you know when I was saying about lyrics earlier mm-hmm. what is it you like about a band well you know what like I don't need to know exactly every word to every song but if I feel like I'm getting th- the voice of somebody who is means it means it yeah. through the speakers and that is the thing that really really is the the best thing about music yeah and um knowing the context of this album and it's sort of written in the aftermath of uh jeremy's mother dying from cancer yeah this is the most moving record of the year bar and it, none and it doesn't ever um, the thing that astounds me about this record lyrically from from that is that it's not bleak. It's it's got it's totally immersed in heart in heartache mm-hmm. uh, unquestionably. But there's anguish and there's seeing like like this doesn't go the way that um, the way that Pete Steele did on World Coming Down. Yeah, you know when he was writing songs like Everyone I Love Is Dead and, yeah. and uh, Everything Dies and all that sort of stuff. Like when when he really disappeared into that. Like this is. Um, an album that feels like it's based in the real world and coming to terms with that sort of stuff. I mean, the the fact that this record ends with a Force an answer yeah. answer phone message from his from his mum is Which, absolutely oh, unbelievable. And that yeah, that track is and <clears throat> for him to reference earlier in the album. I still can't bring myself to listen to your last voicemail, and then for it to be at the end of the album. Yeah. Like if you know that. And you listen to this record, yeah. I, I uh, you must be made yeah. of fucking stone to not get excited, not get, get excited, but to not be moved by no, that. Yeah, to, yeah, and to there's not stuff get like uh, his performance it. on this record. I think is is that from an individual musician, an individual vocalist of the year. I'm going to say it now. I think this is the this is my favourite vocal performance of anyone, just because it is so it is so emotionally charged and so raw emotionally raw and so like poetically brilliant as well like you say it's not depressing the bit Mm. where he says there's a bit in i think it's new halloween where he says um you know yes last week i crashed my car um and it felt like you were there and all this sort of stuff like i liked i liked uh swallow sorrow i have come prepared on posing holy i think is is a good way of uh summing up how jeremy is on this record it's Mm. you know this is his 
this is his body of work to deal yeah. with that. Um, it's interesting that you say that about Jeremy because I like in my in my notes, um, I, I've compared this band uh, on this record to the likes of Converge and Tall. Mm. And you know when a band is a unit yeah. and if you replaced any one of those people with someone else doing something else, it just wouldn't be the same. Yeah. The... The level of layers in the in the music in this because the opening song on it is called "Flowers to, Flowers and You" and it opens like "Boys of Summer" or something like that before yeah. going, you know, before you know it, we're off. Like it's punk rock in its delivery, but the tones on the record, the actual guitar tones and all the rest of it are clean, are pretty clean, right? There's layers upon layers, like the, the guitar work in this record is mm. so brilliant, especially when you've lived with it for a while and you hear all of those those little nuances. The rhythm section, like constantly moving, constantly firing these things forward, constantly in the pocket with the vibe of the song, be that the slow sort of almost marching band style snare work on some of the tracks that just kind of builds and builds and builds. I think it's Benediction that does that. Yeah. Um, or or the the just full on raging and making everything feel so full like there is so much that goes on in 3 minutes and 3 and a half minutes they do they reach these kind of transcendent levels these peaks and troughs in 3 and a half minutes and when they hit the heights they hit the transcendent levels that bands like explosions in the sky take half an hour to get to yeah. right 3 and a half minutes they can do that that is no easy task no. man to be able to provide i mean it, i mean fucking it's killing me every single day that we've got to wait another couple of weeks to talk about that Dillinger record, right? <laughs> yeah. But but when we talk about layers, this is comparable to that. And my God, when we start talking about that in a couple of weeks, that's something else entirely. No, but but this is this is in that league, and I can't tell you how fucking mad that is. It's yeah. what I used to say about. Well, if, in fact, it is what I said on the Metal Hammer podcast when Option Paralysis came out. When I was like, they they do as much as a prog do, band do, except they do it in three minutes. Where where. A, a, a prog band does these things in eight, nine minutes. Yeah. It's, it's and it's, it's, it's so, like you said about all the musicians being interconnected, I think they've done just an incredible job of kind of, of, of painting a musical canvas that fits the the emotional journey that that kind of topsy turvy emotional journey that this guy's going through about yeah. it. And, and also like, rhythmically as well i think you mentioned the kind of the rhythm section it um the last track skyscraper which when we did the our top albums of the uh, yeah. the noughties i talked about a band called girls against boys yeah. the two bass players right and they play this kind of sexy um sort of new york fuzz like rock music and the last track skyscraper musically it's not a million miles away from something that that, that Girls Against Boys, who are essentially this kind of like arty, fuzzed up, like Velvet Underground style rock mm. and roll band will do. So the kind of, the idea that like, they're just a post-hardcore band, a punk rock band, mm. like... It's played, it's delivered like a punk rock band. Yeah, it's That's all what delivered it is. by a punk, like but a punk rock band, but there's, there's, there's a too whole much load going of stuff. for it to be described as punk. Yeah. Like, it, it's too deep. It's a, it's a really, really amazing record. And I think ultimately, what... All that stuff that you said about the musicianship yeah. is true, but I think just the sheer weight of the truth yeah. of this album just it, it, it just it just 
absolutely smothers yeah. everything else. I agree. It's quite hard to even... That's, that's, that's no easy feat where you've yeah. got the guitar player peeling out a lead guitar line on Rapture that mm. sounds like a fucking post-hardcore, this one goes out to the one I love. Yeah. Like, this is... Yeah. This is right up there. When yeah. we're, we're like, this is a hundred percent in my twenty. A hundred percent. I think it's going to be very, very high in mine. Right. Very, very high. So, so let's take a second, right? Because point, it's rare that either of us all do this, right? But I'm going to go on this point blank. You need to go and listen to this album, all right? You won't hear anyone else anywhere else bigging up this band. They've been like, like they're not going to be press darlings for for ten minutes. You're not going to hear anyone else talk about this record as passionately as we have, because they're, they're not fucking this season's hot thing. Because they've been around for a couple of years and all the rest of the the thing. You owe it to yourself. Do not let this record pass you by. Stage four, Touche Amore, by far and away the best record this week for and, my money yeah oh god yeah and also again like just to kind of give you more impetus to go and listen to it if you've ever lost someone uh, and this is not like king 810 where you go okay well i have to sit back and go that's your journey and if you've ever lost someone and you listen to this album with that in mind i promise you i promise you this album will it will move you absolutely like it will move you to uh, it, yeah, probably to tear. Like to is, me, I can't listen to it without feeling quivery. Cl- you can listen to it over mm. and over and over again, and It'll still be picking new. out more and more and more. This is a real, real statement from Touche More. Right, <laughs> from one side of the coin to the other, Young Guns are back with a new album called Echoes. Right, here's what happened with Young Guns. Right, here's a basic story of the last couple of years the um, crime they released bones in 2012 right and when we talk about those kind of beige like fucking white paint on a white wall like type bands this is one of the better bones was one of the better records of those things right mm. bones was passable definitely passable the mm. title track on that uh, was the first UK uh, number one single in the United States of America by a British band since Bush in the mid to late 90s. That's that fucking was, mental. Bones was the main song at WrestleMania for the Undertaker's match with CM Punk. Young Guns were fucking there. They made it. It then took them three years to release the follow-up. So the momentum had been lost. The change in sound felt really, really, really cynical. Hmm. And as well as the dipping profile that went with it, they've since gone out on Warp Tour, done Slam Dunk, and now, we're, Slam and now Dunk. we're getting another album 15 months after the last record came out because I think that they know that they blew it with that one. Um, which brings us to Echoes. There's me, I've, I've set it up. I'll, knock, I'll set them up, you knock them down. Steve, what do you think of Echo? I can't even guns? be bothered to get annoyed about this, really. Do you know what, right? You fucking... Even that, even that sums out, up kind of how I feel about this. Someone said to me earlier, is it five out of five shit, right? And five out of five shit, right, suggests an album full of Scandinavian girls, right? That's what you'd expect. I'd prefer an album full of Scandinavian girls because at least it would be funny. Mm. I've listened to this album four times. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Nothing at all. Like, it's like reviewing a glass of water. 
It's like reviewing some ready salted crisps. Yeah. It's like reviewing some bread with nothing on it. Mm. It's like reviewing Latter Day U2. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just so. I've listened to it four times. Yeah, me too. Four and, times. Four times. You get, well, you get less I for shoplifting. To it, I listened to it three times and I found myself doing a fucking Sabbath on and like tapping my foot along to some of it. And then I was if like. If you say you like it, I'm going to stab you. Oh, no, I don't like it. No. <laughs> right. No. Sabaton, I can expect. I can accept it. Like. Well, hold on. Well, I can't. Um, no. <laughs> not at all but I was like tapping my foot and then I sort of noticed myself and then I was like I'm gonna cut it off I was like actually it's not even I'm not even tapping my foot I'm just sort of moving like like I just to do something I don't know what happened here I don't know like bone like here's the thing when you go to Bones Bones era young guns and when we talk about Mallory Knox in the future and those kind of bands right Death of Anna's all of them kind of bands when you talk about them I can generally go well I know who this is for at least I can go all right if it's not my cup of tea I can see who this is for their promo shots have them looking like it's like something out of an ASOS catalogue you look at it and you go, well, they're not me. Like, I, I can't relate to them. Yeah. And I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you would look at people like that and go, I can't relate to them. I don't think it's necessarily for you look like you've lost the will to live. <laughs> like, um, After I, talking about King 810 and Touche and yeah, more, it just you know feels I mean? like, just get get through it. All right, then. <laughs> so so they've, got, they, like, they've got those kind of photos. Um, I don't think that the kind of, the, the girls that were with them, like that were into them like seven years ago have probably grown up and are beyond just nice looking boys. Mm. Like at this point in their, I'd like to think they have uh, at this point in their, their life, their journey through life. Mm. Um, so I don't, I can't see it that way. The music, the, like I, I, I tell you how I compared it. Like I'm going to put it in journalistic, uh, terms, you've all been to school you'll all know exactly what I'm talking about sometimes you get a really boring band to interview and you have 1,500 words to fill and you've got to 1,300 words and you've exhausted everything you can right, mm. but you have to reach 1,500 words so what you do is you put 200 words in there that are just words you know, they're just there to make it add up they're yeah. not really adding anything like if you've written an essay and it's got to be 800 words and you've got 500 words and you've said everything that you've got to say that other 300 words that is the musical equivalent of this young guns record yeah it is just mush i, I can't believe that anyone playing it listening to it involved in it is passionate about this who, who hears that and goes that's what i'm talking about that that's what i I don't get it. No. The opening song on it is is decent enough wrestle metal, albeit, albeit, albeit played, played by, by a, a poodle. A, yeah, do you know what I mean? Play, played by fucking the staff at Debenhams. Yeah. Like, it, it's just so... The whole thing is dull. The, I've listened to it four times. I've got nothing. It's, like, musically. I'm a fucking music journalist. I've done this for years, and I have listened to it time and time again, and I feel like there's nothing I can tell you about it, because it's just fucking an hour of blur. It's just... This is some rock music played... I got some guitars, and I got the best producer, and we went, ya-da-da-da, and then we went home. And that's the album. I just, I, Night, everyone. 
I, 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 like, we'll, we'll go on. We'll go on quite early on our headline tour, so you can get home in time to, you know, spank the monkey. Watch the <laughs> final of X Factor. Well, I mean, I just. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not even funny. I would, no, I, it's not. Do you know it? what I mean? I would. I would rather be sitting here and. I, I, I'm the same. Like I listen to it, and like I say, my I'd f- rather be. I'd rather be reviewing Blood on the Dance Floor mm. now, so you could at least go. What are they wow, doing? What is that dickheads? about? Whoa! There's that bit that really stands out. This is an album of Madeira cake. Yeah, it's just somebody going. If I keep quiet, well, I can I have some money, right? Fucking rubbish. I just, I, I just, uh, I, and I honestly, like you say, I've got nothing. I listened to it three times and I did. Me. And I was like going, burr, 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 burr. oh, it's a rock song. Oh, da, da. And it stopped and like fucking. It's the same song for And hour. like a bubble, it just popped and it was gone. And I can't now, I couldn't hum you a single riff. I couldn't sing you a single line. I couldn't give you a chorus. I can't remember anything about it. And I've listened to it like over the last couple of days, three times all the way through. Like I should be able to remember at least one thing from it. I should be able to at least go, oh, there was that song that sounded a bit like that. But I can't even tell you who it sounds like. It doesn't sound like anyone. It doesn't sound like anything, My, but it sounds like everyone. That's what I said later day you too, because yeah. the kind of music this if this was a first release from band, there's no way on earth we'd be covering it on this show. We're covering it because they're a band of profile on this in our world, so and also because you know, know your enemy, isn't it? If we're if we're in if we if we've spent this year banging on about Black Peaks and Creeper and Milk Teeth and Puppy and fucking you know all of the heck nails sh- nails like I, I mean I was just I was sticking him in the UK but yeah if yeah. we're taking it globally the Dirty Nil all that yeah. sort of stuff when you put all of that music next to Young Guns I ask you one question what's the fucking point Yeah I don't get it right. Next record then, Knocked Loose is the last album that we are going to be covering today. Knocked Loose and their album Laugh Tracks. Now, there's been a lot of a lot of underground bubbling hype about this. Um, I know how I feel about it. Um, there's a reason why I have not asked you what you think about it, because I'm dying to know. Right. Steve. Steve Hill, <laughs> hardcore man of hardcore music. What a funny little laugh I just did. <laughs> um, what a wanker. <laughs> what do you think of the Knock Loose album, for fuck's sake? I like it. Yep, I like it as well. It's good. I think it's good as well. It reminds me of, um, uh, like, Thy Art Is Murder's guitarist joining Brutality Will Prevail. I shit you not. My notes here. I have Last Witness or Brutality Will Prevail from the UK or Desolated or Stray From The Path when they get their hands dirty in the low end of hardcore. They strip out the Rage Against the Machine stuff and just do the guttural, like, low-end hardcore stuff, sludgier stuff. That, to me, is what Knock Loose sound like. It's good. I like it. It's not reinventing the wheel in any way shape or form it's not anything you haven't heard before but it's it's strength is its production yeah if you listen to last witness massive if you listen to last witness uh and brutality will prevail and those kind of bands because it's recorded so cheaply 
you know, it doesn't hold the weight. This does a brilliant production job in that it sounds massive. It sounds huge, but the guitars and everything in it is really unclean. Those ring outs, the playing on it is knowingly sloppy. It's not sloppy mm. in as a criticism. It's loose. Mm. They're called not loose. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's that kind of thing. It reminds me, actually, musically, kind of, like, this is a weird one, but when I first heard The Hell, um, and, like, the way that, like, obviously it's not kind of cockney and silly and blah, yeah. blah, blah, but the way that their riffs were, like... Someone said to me um, once that their production sounds like somebody crumpling up corrugated iron. <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah, because it sounds really metallic, but yeah. it's also really kind of just like things falling around yeah. all over the place. It's not like when you hear deathcore bands and everything's neatly kind of pro-tooled into place, but it does sound almost like it's so, so heavy that it's not even a guitar. It's yeah. just like going, 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 going. And I, I like that. And um, yeah, it's good. Like you say, it's not really doing anything. Well, not even not really. It's not doing anything new, but it's uh, it's a fucking hell of a fun way to spend. I, I listened to it the other day the first time. Fun is a really good word yeah, for this. Walking down the street and I was like, I'm going to push, the, I'm going to kick that brick over. I'm going to kick a brick. I'm going to push a fucking people, bollard over. I've seen people losing their minds about this album and, I, and I, I, I'm not one of them. Like I don't feel about this how I do like when Turnstile came out last year and was like, oh, oh my God, mm. they're throwing all these different ideas and flavours into the melting pot of hardcore. Mm. This is one-dimensional hardcore. Mm -hmm. It's just really good at it. Mm -hmm. If you want music to Wall of Death to, this is your fucking album. Yeah. And I don't think I've heard an album in 2016 that's better at that sort of thing. It's been a while since I one... It's been a while since an album came out which was just unashamedly like, right, pants down, potatoes, no cocks out, out. Yeah. slap you in the face fucking ruff, ruffle up your hair with your cock and uh, <laughs> ruffle your hair call your cunt and run away yeah. right? that's what this is and it's... I like it aggro nasty horrible and yeah. not like nails which is really quite complicated and dark and yeah. like thrashy and actually really brilliant yeah. like genuinely if you liked biohazard you could get in yeah it's, of course it's relatable this is what it is it's, mm. it's clean it's nice it's relatable turnstile i think includes some challenges yeah like it's undeniably brilliant but there yeah. are some challenges on the way this is not even like this is not challenging at all when we talked this is about just music to crush skulls to when we talked about grove street families there's a lot of that that we're yeah. talking about here comparatively in there but at least that they, they had way more in the way of curveballs and yeah. other things going on. This is just like straight away. Yeah, it's just music, so music if, for the mosh pit. If you it? want an album, if you feel like, if you're going out on Saturday night and you feel like getting riled up and you get by a can of Stellas, if you want to like give someone a black eye or a thick ear, <laughs> then uh, whack this on to get yourself Don't do that with your Saturday night, everyone. <laughs> well, they might ask for it. Some they dudes... Might. Some some dudes just ask for it, don't they? Lest we forget. Lest we forget. <laughs> um, well, I will say, on this album, there is a song called Counting Worms, and yeah, it involves a unique mosh call. A mosh call I have never heard before, and if you're a regular listener, or especially if you're a listener to our specials, you will know that I'm a sucker for a mosh call. Bloody you love know, it. The disrespect your surroundings style call before a, a breakdown kicks in. On this one, now... You know, there's the bleh yeah. and that sort of thing. He yaps like a King Charles Spaniel. Before the breakdown comes Why in, is this? Before, he come, before that breakdown comes in, he goes, oh, oh, I shit you not. That's exactly what he does on Counting Worms. ODB, innit? It just made, yeah, it just made, it made me think that there's, there's more in this. 
Farmyard animals before. I'm surprised no one's because they're into all that karate kicking stuff. No one's done that sort of, you know, Mr. You know, when Mr. Fuji does eight, 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 yeah, totally. I'm into it. Yeah. Oh, we've got this is where we should end the show, isn't it? Definitely. Because we are actually actively. I wish you could look one day we're <laughs> going to be able to film this podcast every week when we record it, and you will see us actually doing judo moves in the studio. That was that's not metal. Don't forget, that's not metal.net is your place to go. We are selling badges now. They are fi- they are five pounds. Five pounds each. So go in and get on that. Five pounds to you, mate. Yeah, they are like pin badges. They're properly yep. made. Go and get on that. There is, of course, ten year, uh, ten things we hate about our favourite bands. That is the special up now. That's not metal.net. There has never been a better time to subscribe because in two weeks' time, we are going to give you the most comprehensive Nirvana special you will ever come across. We've done it with Metallica. We've done it with Slipknot. We've done it with hardcore everyone else can chuck their their nirvana stuff out every five seconds but we are going to do it properly but next week well we put take it back sunday back a week because we're already doing six albums here uh we're going to be doing the new albums from every time i die and airborne album club we're going to be joined by jim smallman and jimmy havoc from progress wrestling to talk about hail destroyer and i forgot to tell you this we've got someone coming in He's going to Riot Fest this weekend. Who's that? To come in and talk to us about Leander. He's going to come in next week and talk to us about the Misfits and what it was like to see the Misfits and all other stuff that's going on at Riot Fest. God, even I want to listen to this podcast. So there you go. We will be back next Friday with another sensational behemoth Hmm. of weekly brilliance. Yeah. Please (laughs) uh, don't try and log into my emails. Bye, everyone. Oh, I thought you were going to say <laughs> vote Fugazi. <laughs> oh, yeah, and vote Fugazi. Vote Fugazi and don't try to hack into my emails, you fucking mad cunt. Up the pumps. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.